everyone. Welcome to the Rev TT Views podcast. We are live in studio. Thank you so much for joining me. If this is your first time, a very special welcome to you. This is the program, Reverend Tashi Stuff, and I'm your host, Reverend Tashi Campbell. A good God can do great things in your life. And I always love to remind you about that. It is Friday, a beautiful Friday evening. And here in Jamaica, we have been getting a lot of rain. So it's cool and it's nice. And my co-host, Wayne Plummer, is in the house. Hi, Wayne. Oh, hi, Rev. I'm certainly in the house. Tonight, I'm trying to keep warm as opposed to trying to keep cool. (laughs) well i can understand that i can understand that and i trust that you are doing well yes i am um uh, although it has been raining practically all day uh but i'll take this weather any day compared to the heat we experienced during the summer yes it's it is nice and cool I don't want it to get too wet, though, too saturated, because, you know, that can have other effects. But a nice balance is good. And we are grateful to God for the rain. I see Lady Ren is in the studio. Hi, Lady Ren. Good night. And she's saying hello to to you, to Wayne. Yes. um, Now is the time I, more than ever, when I appreciate Lady Lady Ren's hotness. Well, look at what she just said. (laughs) Oh, okay. Not even the rain can douse her, douse the heat. All right. (laughs) Wait. All right. Well... Here we go. Last week, we started talking about grief, when grief gets complicated. And we had a great conversation with Dr. Dunkley last week. Yes, and we, we want to pick up on that this week to continue to talk about grief, when grief gets complicated. So I'm looking forward to the conversation because we have some information that we'd like to share with our audience, right, Wayne? Yes, we sure do. I see, um, we, when we hear about grief, um, more often than not, we think about death or sickness. But in the midst of this um, pandemic and the economic effects it's having, uh, we're learning that grief, people can also suffer emotional loss when they lose their job. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they, um, even if they don't um, lose the job, but they have to they suffer a cut in salary. Uh, and their lifestyle, their expenses have to be reduced drastically in order to cope with their um, reduced income. So this topic of grief is very important in more ways than one. And it is very relevant to this time as well, because the truth is since the beginning of this year, and especially in recent times, I have been hearing of so many people being diagnosed with cancer. 
And even the news of a loved one being sick can mm-hmm. cause grief as well. Indeed. Right. So as we are talking about grief, we want to just uh, remind our audience what exactly is grief? We hear the word, we use the word, and we understand it from experience. But how do we verbalize this grief? What is it? Okay. Uh, When I wanted to know what grief is and to get a nice, concise definition, I went to a site called called helpguide.org. And they have an, an article there, Coping with Grief and Loss. Mm-hmm. And they define grief as, first of all, they say grief is a natural response to loss, any loss. And it is the emotional suffering you feel when something or someone you love is taken away. Mm. All right. So they define grief. Mm-hmm. You know, on a lighter side, as before we get into... <laughs> more serious matters it could be light or not you know i remember i've always loved animals i love animals and i love dogs so when i was growing up we always had a dog or two or three or more in our in our yard (laughs) you know and um Mm -hmm. there was this one particular dog i love that dog so much i i discovered i found her under a bridge she was very unique because she had a ridge in her back. That's a patch okay. of hair that grows in the other direction from the rest of her fur. <laughs> and she okay. was just beautiful. And uh, mm-hmm. so I had her from, I was quite young. I was in primary school at the time in about grade five or so. And that dog lived straight through uh, high school and sixth form. And it was in my first year of university that that dog died. I think she died from old age. But I remember feeling so sad because I just loved that dog. And, you know, after all that time, you know, I would have gotten so attached. And I remember that's just not something you talk about in Jamaica. People laugh at you to say, is dog yell all over them what that kind of thing you know yeah, no that's, that's a grief true. that it, i didn't lose any sleep over it but i was sad and you know in my family a, a tear or two shed but <laughs> you know i think about the fact that sometimes people uh they don't place they don't give any regard to the to, to the grief that some people feel because it's mm-hmm. not important to them and even oh. within the context of relationship too if a woman or man was in a relationship that was deemed to be abusive and then the abuser dies, yeah, you know, big yeah. people just assume that they should be glad mm-hmm. finally, you know, but, but then, you know, and, and there are different levels of grief as we are going to see. And, and the, 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 the duration of time varies from person to person. And depending on the nature of the relationship, that is also uh, a factor in yes. how intense the grief intense is. The grief is true. But mm-hmm. some grief will be there because you are you are losing someone, and and the grief can can go from any direction. I remember when the our first lady at church passed away, and you oh, know yes. mm-hmm. that rocked the congregation. But I remember looking at different people grieving and crying, and however else they show their grief. And I remember saying to myself, I think 
everybody might be crying for a different reason. You know? So yes, yeah, she's gone. But some people, some people are crying because they were disappointed that we prayed for God to heal her and God decided to do otherwise. Mm -hmm. Some people were disappointed because they're thinking, oh no, the senior pastor is going to be by himself now. How is he going to manage? And some people are thinking, wow, she's gone. I'm going to miss her so much. She was such a good friend to me. Everybody had a different reason, but then, you know, and some people are thinking about the situation. Look at, she just, she just got to meet her grandchildren, her grandchildren, yeah. you know, because mm -hmm. they're pretty young. They're about two year, two years old. And, yes. you know, so there were so many different things, but the point is people grieve and we should, uh, be empathetic as much as we can, regardless of whether we think it is an important reason or not. Right, that's true. Well, as you spoke about um, the dog, the unique dog with the ridging. The ridge in the back. She. 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 She's a she. 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 <laughs> right. I, the, the saying, a dog is a man's best friend, came to mind, but then I guess it could also be, she said that a dog is a woman's best friend. I don't know. In your case, it was. I don't think them they meant manners in the male species, but it could be manners in humans. But yeah, yeah, woman's best friend. Okay. Oh, cool. So yeah, she she was a really special dog, really really special. Okay, ma'am. So so we yeah, soul rest in peace. Oh, I, I don't know if she has a soul, but okay. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> that is another story. So in in reference to the article that you you spoke of and yes. I read the same article and pretty much we will be we will be allowing uh, we will be speaking from that article today. Yes. So coping with the loss of someone or something is is a very big challenge and uh, while people will associate grieving with the death of a loved one, it, it, it can also be other things. And you would have mentioned the loss of a job and some other ones. Mm -hmm. I, I want us to mention those that the article mentioned, you know, the information okay. there. One of them was divorce or relationship breakup, that people can grieve for that reason. Mm -hmm. Yes. The loss of a person's health. Most definitely. And you all you spoke of the job and the financial mm. loss of financial stability and so on. When a woman has a miscarriage, there's a special kind of grieving that goes on there, not only for the woman, but for the man as well, you know, if he's aware of it. Right. And and then retirement. Some people grieve after they retire. And I think that happened to someone I know of as well. Death of a pet. I just spoke about that. The loss of a dream, a cherished dream. What do you do when you realize that you are a certain age in your life and you're thinking it is too late for me now to learn how to fly a plane? <laughs> you know? Uh, learning of someone's illness, the loss of a friendship. I know I've experienced that. Loss of safety after a trauma. 
or selling a home. Sometimes persons move from one home to another and because, you know, it's the home that you grew up in or, you know, you would have grown attached to that particular place. When you mm -hmm. change, you know, there is some kind of grieving as well. Yep. I want us to talk about the grieving process. Mm -hmm. What can we learn about the grieving process? And in the article, they would have mentioned some myths uh, about grieving, grief yes. and grieving. Do, do you remember those? Well, indeed I do. Uh, the, the first thing that struck me about the grieving process is the authors are saying that grieving is an individual experience. It's a highly individual experience. Right. There's no right or wrong way to grieve. It's as mm -hmm. individual to you as your fingerprint. Wow. So some people may cry their eyes out. Some people will not um, shed a, a single tear. Some people might suppose some people will start drinking. Mm. Some people, all sorts of variables. There's no one way to grieve. But what you're saying is that the factors will um, depend on your personality and your coping style. It will also depend on your life experience. How you grieve will also depend on your life experience, your faith, and perhaps most importantly, how significant the loss was to you. So the closer the, um, the closer the relationship you had with the person or the job or any other things you just listed, the importance that you attach to those things or the per those persons, the greater the um, the grief will be, the grief your experience will be. And that makes so much sense. <clears throat> right. Another thing is that um, there's no normal timetable for grieving. Right. Some people grieve for a day. Some people, I think Lady Ryan said last year that when she, um, last, last week, week when she lost her brother, she, she, she didn't grieve or was she grieving for five years? Five years it took her to break down. <laughs> to break down, right. So there's no normal timetable for grieving. Delayed grief. <laughs> Delayed, right. So there's, so grief, the grieving process is not standardized. It is highly individualized. Mm. Right. I want to mention some of the myths about grief and grieving according to that same article mm. because sometimes people as I read them I thought whoa people really do believe these things and we mm -hmm. it is it is important to to kind of expose these myths. The first mm. myth they say is the pain will go away faster if you ignore it. Yeah, I know many people believe that. Right, um, Just yeah. don't pay attention to it and it will go away. And it will go away. Right. And they say, this is the fact. The fact is, if you try to ignore your pain or keep it from surfacing, it's only going to get worse at yep. the end of the day. So if you want to be healed and if you want to move, you have to face your grief and you have to be very deliberate in dealing with it. Ignoring it doesn't make sense. No, only makes it worse. Another myth that they mentioned is 
it's important to be strong in the face of loss. How many times have I heard this? I have to be strong for the family. I have to be strong mm -hmm. for my children. You know, it's important to be strong. And Especially if you're a male. Yes. And they, being strong is often understood to mean that you must not cry. Yes. Don't break down. Can't break down right now. And, yeah, and I remember... Yeah, I, I remember a, a friend of mine lost his brother and refused to face the fact that his brother was now gone because it was a terrible car accident wow. that, you know, wow. that caused that. And he felt the need to be strong. He wasn't crying. He wasn't showing any kind of sadness or so. But then one day he exploded and 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 it started to cry uncontrollably because it was just something even when the family was planning the funeral and he had to they they, they had to discuss you know plans for the funeral and so on putting the program together yes. and among other things he just mm -hmm. didn't want to be a part of it and as a matter of fact when his mother sent the program to him via whatsapp he totally broke down again he was upset too why is she sending this to me? I don't want to see it. He's not gone. I, I don't want to face right. the fact that he's gone. That's, you know? um, that's a denial from the denial phase of um, grief. Yes, yes. So that myth, it's important to be strong in the face of loss. This is the fact. Feeling sad or frightened or lonely is normal. It's a normal reaction to loss. And if you cry, it does, that does not mean that you are weak. You don't need to protect your family or your friends by putting on a brave front. It is mm -hmm. important to show how you really feel because that can be helpful to you as well as to your to your to those who are close to you. Indeed. Yeah. Another myth, if you don't cry, it means you aren't sorry about the loss. That's a popular one. That is a popular one. And the fact is, not everyone cries, or crying is 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 not the normal response for every person to, to something that they have lost or someone that they have lost. People mourn in different ways. So it is important not to assume that because you don't see this one crying, that they are not grieving or they don't feel, they're not feeling sad over the loss or anything like that. They probably are just showing it in different ways. Right. Mm -hmm. But I want to encourage persons to, to, to express or go through their time of grieving in a healthy way because there's no right or wrong way to do it. I think you mentioned that way. But it's yes, important to go through it in a healthy way because healthy some people way, will yeah. turn to the bottle. Some people start drinking. Mm-hmm. To avoid drowning, drowning and the drown, yes, and that is not a healthy way to deal with it. Here's another popular one: this myth here, grieving should last about a year, <laughs> <laughs> wow. especially when a man loses his wife, and people start to say, "Hmm, it's a year now. That's more than respectable. You need to find another wife right now." That is so true. Very you know, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, so they, they think that you know, but they, they, there, as you mentioned, there's no timetable for no grieving, and mm -hmm. therefore, from it, it will it will last as long as 
a person is going through. In other words, it varies. The time frame varies from person to person. Person to person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so don't don't push it. Don't force it. Uh, you can't rush it. People will just have to be deliberate about going through and taking their time and dealing with it. And then the final myth about grief and grieving, which is a common one too, is that moving on with your life means forgetting about your loss. So some people think that they can't move on because if they move on, it means that they must forget and they can't forget, therefore they won't move on. True. All right. And the fact is, based on what this article has said, that moving on means moving on means that you have accepted your loss. Mm-hmm. Accepting that you have lost does, is not the same as forgetting about the person or the thing that you have lost. So you can move on with your life and keep the memory of someone or something as being a part of you, you Very know, true. in a healthy way. And it can even define who you become as you, because that memory now can become a motivation for different things in your life. Mm. Yep. I, I see you. Lady Ren has said something in the chat. Thank you, Lady Ren. You keep our chat so active. What is she saying, Wayne? <laughs> well, Lady Ren is saying um, she thought she was strong during her brother's death. Her mother broke down and her sister, who's a medical doctor, also broke down. But she, Lena Wren, she turned the funeral into a comedy bust. <laughs> a comedy, yeah. but, and after she gave the reflection of her brother at the funeral, everyone laughed. She had to do a book review the same week her brother died. So she was extremely busy. She guessed that's why it took her so long before she accepted accepted um, his death and I guess it, that's why it took her so long to really break down oh, but at the time she she, right yes so she, she coped with it um, um, through comedy to, um, apparently alright so she'll, she'll never forget her brother her, or her father and yeah, that's that's good. That is good. It means that so she's moving on and she's moving on with the memory of of right. those yeah. who have been so dear to her. All right, so Wayne, how do we how how should we deal with the grieving process? How to how do we okay, deal with good. the grieving process? Right, because that's um that's an important um part of the whole grieving process, how you deal with it. Because as you said, um there is a healthy way to grieve and there's um there are unhealthy ways. Okay, the writers, the authors of the article is saying while grieving a loss is an is a unavoidable part of life, there are ways to help to cope with the pain, to cope and to come to terms with your grief, and ways to eventually pick up and pick yourself up, pick up the pieces and move on with your life. The first thing they say you need to do is to acknowledge your pain. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge that you're grieving, that you're hurting, you're missing the person, you're, you, you are experiencing loss. So the first thing you do, like everything, most everything else in life, if you, have a, if you have a challenge, you have to acknowledge the challenge first before you can then perhaps devise a solution, a potential solution. Similar thing um, with the grieving process. Acknowledge your pain. You know that some people, like some people, 
deny one of the stages of grief is denial. Yes. You don't want to admit that the person is gone. You're saying, no, I'm, acknowledge your pain, acknowledge the person is gone, and you're feeling sad, you're feeling lonely, you're feeling emotionally drained. Secondly, accept that grief can trigger many different and unexpected emotions. Lady Ren just spoke about um, she turned the funeral into a comedy fest. Grief can also trigger anger. Grief can trigger, what are some of the other emotions grief can trigger? Anger, sadness, uh, sadness depression, loneliness, depression. depression. Right. So they're saying accept that grief can trigger many different and unexpected emotions. So like the comedy thing that Lena Red spoke about, perhaps that was unexpected, but grief can trigger, can trigger that. It's that perhaps her that way of coping. Right. right. The number three says, understand that your grieving process will be unique to you. When you spoke about the myths and the facts, you, you alluded to that, that there's some, um, one of the myths is that it should last for about a year or you should be moving on after a year. You need to understand that you can't compare all you grieve with someone else. Yeah, your some process people, will be unique yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. And some so the, the timetable for some person, some people will get move on within months, and some people some will, it will be years, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Another important step in dealing with, with the grieving process is seek out face to face support from people who care about you. I important. think very important. Sometimes we, when we're going through a process, a um, grieving process, we tend to want to isolate ourselves. Mm. We don't want to talk to nobody and just want, you don't want to get um, out of bed, you just want to sleep and perhaps think that you're in a dream. And if you, if you continue to sleep, you will not wake up and realize that the person, for example, is really gone. You just, it's like a dream. So they're seeing seek out face-to-face support from people who care about you, your friends, your family, uh, if you're a member of a church, a church congregation. You might even need to speak to a therapist. So seek, seek out face-to-face support from people who care about you. Support yourself, number five, support yourself emotionally by taking care of yourself physically. So while you're grieving, if you, you had a, a regular exercise regimen, don't give it up. Continue to, to physically exercise because if you're physically healthy, it will work to the benefit of your emotional health. So mm-hmm. support yourself emotionally by taking care of yourself physically. And sixth, very important, recognize the difference between grief and depression and later on we're going to look at um complicated grief right and we're going to see some um, the differences between grief what is grief and what is depression but while grief is is fine it's a natural emotional response to a loss depression is something totally different and if you lapse into depression and it's not treated it could lead to bigger issues correct Right, right. So that's their recommendations as to how to deal with the grieving process. All right. 
And mm-hmm. as we are talking about, you know, steps in dealing with the how to deal with the grieving process as well, mm-hmm. we want to talk about the stages of grief. Now, one of the things that we we would have discussed from last week in our conversation with Dr. Dunkley in terms mm-hmm. of the stages of grief. Persons, so there are some schools of thought. So you will have, there are different stages, but different people will go through, they, they won't necessarily go through every single stage, right. so to speak. There, there are different parts there that they will go through and then there are others. So, but And then depending on who you read, they will have maybe seven stages. Some people only have five in their list and so on. It just depends mm-hmm. on who you're reading. However, I think that there are some, there are some core ones right. that mm-hmm. are always there that yeah. persons are likely to go through if they are grieving. And we want to highlight those st- the, the five stages of grief according to this article that exactly. we're talking about. And one of the things that I remember in my own studies when we, when when I learned about grief and dealing with grief and, and you know working with people through that is that uh, one of the things that they said is that everybody goes the, everybody who grieves they go through this these stages. It's just that mm-hmm. some people go through the stages faster than others. So, right. for example, in the the last stage, usually, whoever you read, they will tell you that the last stage there is acceptance. Uh-huh. So I've accepted that this person has passed or this thing is now gone. I've accepted it. When you've accepted it, then you can move on as long as you're dealing with it in a healthy way. Right. So you will realize that uh, they... The, the news of or the realization of a loss, some people will get to acceptance quite quickly while others will be in denial for a long time. Definitely. So, 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 it doesn't, so they, they go through the stages, but you know some people will go through much quicker than others, even though you might see them and think, wow, this person is so filled with the Holy Spirit and grieving so sweetly. Well, maybe there was a day when they went through all of these stages. Right. And they, you know, when you, when the, at the moment you see them, they would have gone through all of that already, but they didn't stay there very long. And this can be dependent on the level of your faith and your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Most definitely. Because the Holy Spirit really is a great help and comfort during our times of mourning. And that mm-hmm. is a fact. So, according to them, the five stages of grief here, uh, and let me just say what what they said here about, it says in 1969, psychiatrist Elizabeth Kubler-Ross introduced what became known as the five stages of grief. These stages of grief were based on her studies of the feelings of patients facing terminal illness, but many people have generalized them to other types of negative life changes and losses, such as the death of a loved one or a breakup. The first Mm -hmm. stage, denial. This can't be happening to me. And then the second stage is anger. Why is this happening? Who is to blame? The Mm -hmm. third is bargaining. Make this not happen. And in return, I will do so and so. 
So there is a kind of a bargaining that's going on in the mind there. And then after that, depression. I'm too sad to do anything. And then acceptance. I'm at peace with what has happened. Mm -hmm. All right. So the fact is, persons who are in mourning are going through grief they will feel like this and and it causes me to wonder about people who lose two three loved ones in short spaces of time you know when you when you haven't even accepted one yet and another one goes well, it, it, how would, do they deal with that like wow well i would imagine that the stages um each stage would just be intensified especially the 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 denial the anger Mm. And um, maybe even so the the bargaining stage, because after you say you have had two um, deaths in short, um, quick succession, uh, you might be bargaining. No, um, don't let another one happen anytime soon, and I will do this or I will do that, because it just can't deal with a third one having gone through two. Mm-hmm. So, so I would imagine the um, the stages would just be intensified along with the grief all right i want us to jump to the symptoms the emotional and the physical symptoms of grief okay uh you want me to take the emotional ones go ahead okay so the article is saying um they specified some emotional symptoms of grief uh the first one is shock and disbelief you just mentioned um, it's almost similar to the denial um, phase. Yes. Right. Yes. Immediately, um, immediately after a loss, you find find it hard to accept what has happened. Uh, they say you may feel numb. You have trouble believing that the loss really happened, and you even deny the truth. So it's it's, uh, it's consistent with the stage, the denial stage. Then number two, another emotion. Another symptom you will experience um, in grieving is sadness. I think most everybody who has grieved can identify with sadness because that is part, that is part and parcel of the essence of grieving. It's um, sadness. And as they say, profound sadness is, prob- is probably the most universal experience symptom of grief. A profound sadness. Uh, guilt. You may regret or feel guilty about the things you did or didn't say or do. You know, some people don't have a very good relationship with their parents for one reason or another. And then uh, a young man or a young lady may not have seen his mother or his father for a long time because of some perhaps some pretty insignificant disagreement in the scheme of things, but people vex and not talk to each other. And then you hear that your father or your mother died then uh, you, can, uh, you might exp- be experiencing guilt. You feel you regret or feel guilty about the things you did or didn't say. You, you didn't get a chance to, for, um, to tell them you're sorry. You didn't get a chance to apologize, to forgive, tell them that you love them. Those are things we can readily identify with because we see them happening. Uh, another um, area of guilt you could feel is um, they're saying um, some people may feel guilty that when someone who had been suffering a long illness when they died that you feel relieved that the person has died you might feel guilty about feeling relieved that the person has died 
<laughs> yeah, but I say you shouldn't. You shouldn't glad that the person. You shouldn't feel any sense of relief that the person has died. But sometimes the person has been suffering for so long that you know. Have you ever heard Christians or, pray or that? causing you to suffer? Yes, I've heard Christians pray that God take this person instead of making them suffer like the way they are suffering. Yeah, and then yes. when the person actually dies, you might feel guilty that you feel a sense of relief that the okay. person has, has died. Yeah, anger. Even if the loss was nobody's fault, you may feel angry and resentful. We had a, an incident in Jamaica, a very recent incident. You might be aware of it. We're just um, in the early stages of COVID nineteen. Where a young lady, after giving birth, there was some. Mm-hmm. She died. And yes. apparently they were not sure she was she had COVID nineteen, so there was some delay in treating her. And of course, practically the entire nation was angry because somebody has to pay. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the symptoms of grief. Um, if if nobody is guilty of any malpractice or thing like that, it's our natural reaction that somebody must be. We're getting angry. Somebody must be. The loss has to be somebody's fault. Could, some people even internalize it and say it's their fault. So anger, and of course, one that with which we are very familiar, fear. Yes. A significant loss can trigger a host of worries and fears. You may feel anxious. You may feel helpless or insecure, depending on the the nature of the loss. Mm-hmm. They say they say it could reach a stage where you may even have panic attacks. Right. And this one, Rev, the death of a loved one can trigger fears about your own mortality. Mm. Fear of facing life without the person, or this might be more appreciated in a husband and wife situation, or the responsibility you may now face alone. Mm-mm. Right. So fear. So if I may just recap them um, quickly. So shock and disbelief, symptoms of grief, shock and disbelief, sadness, guilt, anger, and fear. Those are some of the emotional and, symptoms. And those are the right, the emotional symptoms. And I just want to quickly just run through the physical symptoms of grief because grief not only affects us emotionally, it, it affects us physically as well. So according to the article, fatigue, nausea, lowered immunity, weight yeah. loss or weight gain, aches and pains and insomnia so you can't sleep at night anymore due to the fact that you are mourning so all of these are physical symptoms of grief and if they are happening whether the physical or the emotional it is important for us to be deliberate in working through the grief in a healthy way a support system is important It is important to, to, to have support and, as we said earlier, to seek face-to-face, to seek a kind of support, face-to-face support, you know, mm-hmm. from persons who care about you and so yes. on, rather than isolate. So whether friends, family, church family, talking with a pastor, it is important not to store it up on the inside and think that you have to go through this alone. Because Very it important. eventually 
affect you. It's important not to not to ignore it. It will not go away. So you can work and work and work and work and work. What if you lose your job? What if there comes a time when you have to take a break from work? What will you do then? You know, the, this is something that doesn't go away. Even if you try not to think about it, if you didn't deal with it, rest assured that it will come back like a flood. Right. To, to, to affect you. I think we need to hurry on to talk about right. when grief gets complicated. complicated we want to right. talk That's about complicated grief. And that is mm. the final thing that we will talk about. What right. exactly is complicated grief? When does grief get complicated? Okay. We said that grief, um, grief is a normal emotional response to loss. Yes. The article says that the sadness of losing someone you love never goes away completely, but it should not remain center stage of your life. Now, if the pain of the loss is so constant that it keeps you from resuming your life, you may be suffering from a condition known as complicated grief. Mm. So if it becomes so constant and severe that it keeps you from resuming your normal life, then you might be suffering from complicated grief. Oh. Complicated grief is like being stuck in an intense state of mourning. Mm -mm. Right. And, and <laughs> it's not even funny. I, I, think of a, I think of a woman who lives in, lived in the in neighborhood where I lived formerly. Mm -hmm. And uh, she... She she got married to a younger man, much younger than she was, young, very young, and she was an older woman. And okay. there were some challenges in the relationship, but eventually that young man sought to, to be separated from her and was actively trying to take all her possessions, her house, and so on. And of course, her, okay. her adult children didn't mm -hmm. like him from the very beginning. They didn't approve of him okay. being her husband, but she was totally in love with him. And eventually this, he, he, he left, didn't return. And she became like a zombie, okay. you know, because she, she, and I realized that her grief got complicated because she was always sad and it was intense and it got to the point where she had to be placed in a, in a, in a mental institution for a little bit Whoa. to be medicated. And, uh, you know, her children mm. came, told her that they're going to take her to where they are so that they can take care of her. But she insisted that uh, she wanted, she wants to be home when her husband okay. gets home and he has no plans of getting home. So you know, okay. she she just spiraled into a shadow of her former self. And mm -hmm. and now that I'm seeing this, I am recognizing that the the tragedy of that relationship not going anywhere, it didn't last very long. And it was clear very shortly after the marriage happened or the mm -hmm. wedding day that uh, his intentions were mm -hmm. not consistent with her real feelings and expectations of course mm -hmm. and so 
I think she may be stuck in an intense state of mourning because even now, you know, she her she 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 has hair loss and wow. you know weight loss and so many other things are going on with her. And she, of course, would have put on a few more years because of all that she is going through. And she right. is still, if you talk to her now, she still talks about her husband that he's going to come home, even though he has made it clear that he's not and probably has even started a family somewhere else, you know? Oh. So these are very serious uh, things. And, yeah. You know, the symptoms of complicated grief, according to the article, include mm -hmm. intense longing and yearning for your deceased loved one. Uh, mm -hmm. And in her case, the loved one isn't the deceased. He has gone. Right, yeah. But then there's still an intense longing and yearning for him mm -hmm. to return. Right. Secondly, intrusive thoughts or images of your loved one. Denial of the death or sense of disbelief. Imagining that your loved one is alive, searching for your deceased loved one in familiar places, avoiding things that remind you of your loved one, extreme anger or bitterness over your loss, feeling that life is empty or meaningless. And bear in mind that this, this, this list is not exhaustive. Not is, these are some of the things that it includes, but certainly mm -hmm. not limited to that. Right. So... It is important to get some help if you think mm -hmm. that you've gone into complicated grief, yeah, right? Yes. And I want finally, as we close, uh, Wayne, could you tell us the difference between grief and depression? Okay. The authors say that differentiating between grief and clinical depression, it's not easy because they share many common symptoms. But one way to differentiate the two is that you must remember that grief can be like a roller coaster. You know, a roller coaster starts low, goes up, and then come down. So yeah. even when you're grieving, you will have a, a mix of emotions. So some, you'll have some good days, you'll have some bad days. Even in the middle of the grieving process, you will have moments of pleasure or happiness. Right. So that is grief. With depression, on the other hand, the feelings of emptiness and despair are constant. So it's like you, you're just caught up in a fog of sadness, loneliness, despair. You don't want to go on living. Some people will tell you that they just want to die. They have mm. no purpose to continue with life. Wow. So that's one way of distinguishing it. Normal grief, um, up and down, up and down. Some days good, some days bad. Uh, some days happy, some days sad. But with when you're reach the depression stage you now, every day just I'm bad. Sorry. Yeah, every day just bad. I just oh, want wow. to some people say it just feel like dying. When you reach that stage you need professional, professional help for sure. Help, right. So whether Definitely. it's complicated grief, whether it is complicated grief or clinical depression, mm -hmm. uh, inability to function at home, mm -hmm. at work, at school. Yeah. If you're seeing or hearing things, as you have mentioned, you, you, the mm -hmm. feelings of hopelessness, worthlessness, and uh, even suicide. Yes. Then uh, it is important to 
get some help there. Yes. And have, yeah, go ahead. Spiritual, spiritual or professional help, or both. Yes. So it is important then. So I want to just leave with our audience that uh, in all things, in all of this, God is still in control and God can certainly bring us through. He promised to comfort those who mourn. He says, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. comforted. And I just want to leave that with someone today that if grief for you has become complicated you don't have to stay there all things are possible with god That's our talk for today. Thanks to my co-host Wayne for hanging out with me. And Always my pleasure. To your audience, you were great. Thank you, Lady Ren, for your usual vibrant, vibrant hotness. <laughs> if you want to be on the Rev TC Views mailing list, please send us an email at revtcviews at gmail.com. You will be kept in the know for live shows and other events. I invite you to follow the Rev TC Views podcast so you get notifications whenever there's a new episode. Thank you for keeping me company. Until next time, I'm your host, Reverend Tashi Campbell. <laughs>